but I, I really like that song. You know, it's very classy and jassy, you know, very me. But um, yes, hello and welcome to the House of Bellator podcast. I am Tatiana Bellator, your host. And it's been, I think, two or three weeks since I launched my first episode. And I honestly thought that I would have this episode ready by the following week. But oh my gosh, there's been so much going on. Summers are always the craziest for me. And one of the things that kind of drains my energy and doesn't allow me to work is the heat and the humidity um especially with podcasts you know which is completely sound based so when I'm recording I can't have my fan on my air conditioning because it disturbs the sound you know and um yes so what you're hearing is probably 30 40 minutes of my podcast but my first episode since I was so new to it I had no idea what I was doing so it took me about six hours of recording in the heat and humidity in the middle of a heat wave and yes I was sweating I was boiling so I kind of dreaded that this time but hopefully the weather will be getting nicer autumn is my favorite season and Christmas is super soon I'm so excited since I get to do so much baking I love baking and actually speaking of baking um, I want to paint a little picture for you I am sat by my bay window I just posted a new video of me assembling the table and the chairs and I'm so happy with how it turned out I just want to sit here all day all the time since it's so beautiful and the light is gorgeous I am currently enjoying a slice of my birthday cake which is a pistachio coconut cake and I managed to make it completely gluten-free dairy and sugar-free which is wow I am so proud of it you know I've been so much more health conscious for a variety of reasons but I think that's a topic for another podcast but yes I created this recipe and I'm very very pleased with it and you can now find it on my website link in the description box and it's under Tatiana's recipes you should find it right there and mind you my birthday is on July the 28th and I am recording this at the end of August so the cake is about a month old but I've frozen it which is an amazing hack. A lot of people don't like the idea of eating frozen cake you know it's old and stale but that's absolutely not the case. Freezing it actually keeps in the moisture and preserves all of the ingredients the spices and it just makes it taste so much nicer. Actually lots of bakers they make the cakes at the beginning of the week and then they decorate at the end of the week and you know right after defrosting and clients always like it so much better. Yes and I don't know why I'm so deep into cake now you know I used to have a baking business so this topic is very close to my heart I could probably tell you a bit more in another episode you know there's so much for me to talk about yes let's just focus on today's topic which is my growth on TikTok and my drastic change on social media and my transition into comedy in case you don't follow me PS you absolutely should um I am known for my many alter egos my most well-known one is called Odette So Odette is absolutely French. She's the Frenchest person you'll ever see, even though it's me, really. (laughs) And she's got the bob haircut, the striped shirt, the grumpy attitude. She, She looks a lot like the characters that you see on the movie Ratatouille, you know, very stereotypically French. So playing her, you know, she's my star character and having created her is what really boosted my account and made me somewhat relevant on TikTok and even other platforms like YouTube and Instagram. 
program. Another one of my well-known characters is Rosa. So she's Hispanic, hashtag Rosa Latina. And she's also very stereotypically Hispanic, very spicy and sassy. You know, people repeatedly comment how much Rosa reminds them of Sofia Vergara in Modern Family, which is just absolutely hilarious. I never ever intended for these two characters, you know, for Rosa and Gloria to be so alike, but it just kind of happened. I'm from the coast of Ecuador and Sofia Vergara is from the coast of Colombia and we've got very similar cultures and ways of talking, so, so similar. But yes, I think I'm honored that you would compare me to her because yeah, she's amazing. Sofia Vergara, she's amazing. So my next well-known character is Olivia. So she's my Porsche, stereotypically super Porsche, old money English person. And she's very, very dry, sort of like the English are stereotyped to be. And Olivia comes with a bonus, who are her twin daughters, Peach and Poppy. These two characters have also come to be extremely loved since they're two little Porsche girls. I'm thinking they're around six or seven and they're absolutely innocent. And since they've only ever known this world of affluence, they sort of view everything through those eyes. So it's a nice little combination of the innocence of children, but also posh children, which makes it funny and adorable in my skits. And they also interact with my other characters like Odette and Rosa. And I absolutely love playing them. And with Olivia also comes her housekeeper called Freya. And she's also very, very lovable. And she's always running after Peach and Poppy. And she's having to adhere to all of their posh ways of doing things, which is also a good laugh. Then my less recurrent character is Camille, who is also French and she's the complete opposite of Odette. She's very, very nice and sweet. She's got a very high-pitched voice and I I created Camille since I didn't just want people thinking that I'm portraying the French as being super mean and grumpy like Odette because they're not. It's absolutely not the case. So that's why we've got Camille. These are, let's say, my official characters and sometimes I do random characters here and there, you know, just to have a bit of fun and just add a bit more diversity to my skits and you'll see that if you follow me. As you may or may not be aware of, my first podcast episode was all about Instagram and how I think the fact that the platform is pushing video so much is such a positive thing that will benefit so many creators and actually push many creators like myself to be creative and leave our comfort zones and also provide a lot more for the audience, a lot more value and entertainment that is. Do you know what? Probably I converted to TikTok, you know, and I most of my time, my energy in creating content went towards TikTok. To me, Instagram sort of became the what, what Facebook became and it's just a place for me to connect and to know what my friends are doing and just have a bit of fun, but it's not really my serious money-making platform. You know, I just, I just didn't think that Instagram would be the best place to grow anymore. You know, no matter how creative you were and how much work you put into the platform, I already thought that it was too saturated and that the platform wouldn't just wouldn't show my content to as many people as TikTok has. But this year with the algorithm changes, I've actually found that it can be possible to grow a massive following on Instagram in 2022 and without reels that could never ever be possible. 
Over the past month, I think I've grown about 10,000 followers on my comedy page. So that's Tatiana Bellator slash comedy. And I've had a few viral videos on there. And I don't think that the key is just to make a reel. It's to make a good reel that's different and that gets people talking. So the last two reels that I've made that have gone massively viral on reels have been all about racial profiling and my experience sort of being Hispanic and stereotypes that people hold. And of course, a lot of people truly identify with that and they had so much to share. I mean, I just get comments and comments and it's it's wow, which would have absolutely never happened had I stuck to fashion content and just fashion videos like I did at the beginning. And now let's talk about that. So my biggest platform is of course TikTok. And at the beginning, I wasn't even very much involved with the platform and I didn't think that I had a place on it. And Instagram was truly my baby and I was not ready to leave my comfort zone. I was resisting the change so, so much. Around March of 2020, when the pandemic madness began, I was living in a small flat in central London and I decided to go spend the lockdown with my parents, as many people did, you know, since they had a much bigger and nicer house, I would be able to create a lot more content there and bear in mind my type of content was lots of flat lace fashion lots of things that were super aesthetic recipes I'm just finds fashion finds travel lots of travel and believe it or not it was actually my mum who started using TikTok as so many people did during the pandemic and I was doing my work my photography and I would just hear my mum all day laughing at TikTok she was so invested and amused and she was tell me you know just go on TikTok it's really fun I was skeptical like a lot of people I thought that it was just a silly dancing app for children and but since my mother loved it so much I gave it a chance and eventually I did enjoy it but that was about it you know the extent to which that got you know just me enjoying it I never thought that I would actually have a voice there I never thought that I would be a TikTok creator I didn't think that I had it in me I didn't know what I would do on there and I was very very much focused on Instagram Let's bear in mind that I was terrified of speaking to the camera. I had never done so. Not a quick little Instagram story, nothing. Unless you knew me personally, you would have never known the sound of my voice. And it was actually my mum who kept and kept insisting that I should be on TikTok, that that would be my moneymaker, that I had so much potential. I didn't believe it. And let me just say how this is very, very strange. You know, I tend to contradict myself a lot in what I do because I was always the theatrical kid. I was always the one producing school plays and performances and I was always the lead and I had no shame in doing anything at all and I always always went the extra mile when it came to my performances to my class projects I I always was so extra I was always so over the top even my way of dressing was so different to how all of the other kids at my school would dress so why is it that I'm so insecure all of a sudden it makes no sense Now that I look back, I think it was because this was my little bubble, my little pretend world. And now as an adult, this is obviously my career. It's what I do for a living. And I didn't want to destroy the image that I had already created on my Instagram. So as I mentioned before, my Instagram was highly curated. It was me in beautiful outfits, traveling, all home tips, hosting parties. Everything was beautiful, aesthetic, curated. Absolutely no humor at all. No character 
details like you see today, absolutely not. No talking, it was all photography, beautiful photography, picture perfect moments. But as we know now, short form video was taking over, TikTok was growing exponentially and even Instagram was launching reels. So yes, I had to jump on this wagon to stay relevant. I was so scared, I was clueless, I had no idea what I was doing. And I suffer from terrible anxiety, imposter syndrome. Like I said, I could not bring myself to talk to the camera, so I started creating videos of me lip syncing sounds and doing trends as you do on TikTok, but none of those really worked. I was averaging like 200 views per video, which is really sad for someone who calls themselves a content creator. Then towards July, as London started opening up, I was doing lots of street style videos with upbeat music and really cool transitions. You know, I look back and they, they're, they're really cool videos. I quite like them, but again, they did not work. I was a fashion Instagrammer, so I naturally just wanted to be a fashion TikToker. So just take my outfit stills and turn them into videos. I thought that, wow, yeah, that's the recipe to success. Surely not. So my dream was to be like Marta Sierra. I don't know if you know her for her fashion transitions on Instagram and TikTok. She's brilliant. And also Leonie Hen, Le Hane? Leonie Hen. She's German influencer. Also super cool videos, dresses to die for. If I could raid someone's wardrobe, I think it would be her. So you know what, for the sake of this, why, if you don't know them, just pause this and look them up. That way you'll better understand what type of influencer I wanted to be and how different it is from what I am today. In a nutshell, they travel around Europe and the world looking glamorous, super glamorous and making videos. Okay, so I was frustrated that this type of content was not working. So I naturally concluded that people had to hear my voice since that's what I had seen all of the successful content creators were doing. So I started doing these quick little voiceovers of a day in my life, morning routines, different things and I look back and I sound so shy I don't sound like me at all like what you heard today and it's funny to think how far I've come you know right now I'm doing a podcast which is my voice and nothing but my voice and my thoughts and that's just fascinating to me to realize how far I've come but yes it was torture for me to have to do voiceovers. I was not comfortable doing it at all. And then I started doing these little videos. You know, I was studying fashion in Paris. So I did videos talking about, for instance, how Paris became the world's fashion capital and why Hermes is so expensive, things like that. But still nothing. I was getting maybe 2,000 views at the most, which was also frustrating. Wait, I should really go into this one thing, which is a very relevant part of the story. So in September of 2020, I moved from London to Paris to study fashion business for a year. A lot of my sad, super glamorous runway model videos were in the streets of Paris. In terms of the pandemic, things were finally starting to look a bit more normal until November, December, when we were put into complete, into a strict, harsh lockdown again. And it was quite strict. I don't think it was ever like this in the UK. So you were only allowed to leave the house for an hour a day and could not move further than one kilometer from your house. And we had to fill out this document called an attestación every bloody time we went out. 
you had to fill in your address, your full name, reason for outing, and masks were absolutely mandatory. You could go longer if you had a dog, you know, you were walking the dog, so lots of people would steal and borrow dogs for this purpose, so yeah. You know, now that we're talking about Paris and dogs, let me just say that I've never once seen a poodle in Paris, which is kind of ironic because I've seen them in London, I've seen them in New York, but that's supposed to be the stereotypical French Parisian dog, but I've never seen one. So yeah, just putting that out there, just in case you were wondering, you probably weren't. Okay, so now you get the idea. I was stuck in my apartment in Paris and one of the things that I was the most excited about with moving to Paris was showing French food and French culture and museums and street style, but I could no longer do that. So I had to get creative. And at this point, I understood that people did not want to see high fashion videos from me, at least not on TikTok. And France is very close to my heart. You know, I've lived there before. The the previous year, I had lived in the French Riviera in Nice for six months and I had traveled so, so much to Paris and different parts of France. So I'm familiar with the language and the culture. So now I had to find a way to convey that, to show the world that, but from indoors. So unlike Instagram, on TikTok, people don't like seeing people with perfect lives. They like seeing people who can make them laugh, tell them a story and someone who they can relate to. So at this point, it was January of 2021 and I had finally understood what sort of things people wanted to see on TikTok and what sort of things they didn't want to see. So I had to work around this. So like I mentioned, I love France. I've got this connection, of course, as a foreigner in France and it was an adventure for me to be living in Paris. So I decided to make my niche France and just all things French. And I did see a few creators have success in this field, you know, like foreigners living in Germany or in Italy, and they would share culture shocks, sorts of life and things that they've learned in those countries. It seems that people really like learning those sorts of things. Even my friend Mandy Chéry, she was doing it for Paris, but she wasn't my friend at the time. We didn't meet until like five months after this. At this point, things were looking good. I was optimistic. I had, I was changing, you know, I knew I had to change and I was doing just that. And I had chosen a completely new niche to work with. I was excited, but I was tired of flopping for months after months. So I knew that I had to do something different. I had to do something big. So I had this hardcore brainstorming session in my little cold quarantine Parisian apartment. And I came up with the idea. So I I just said, okay, I'm clearly not French. So what if I create, you know, a French character and I give her a name and I give her all of these qualities and people would get to know her and she would represent all of the French stereotypes and everything that I've lived as a foreigner in France. And I would, of course, just be me as the foreigner. So I would say that um, this new character would be my French flatmate, my roommate, and we would have conversations from different perspectives. So I did mean this in a bit of a humor way, but I didn't really think of my page as a comedy page at all. I just thought, okay, it's a it's about France, it's about French culture shocks, but just with a bit, making it a bit funny, you know, that that was it. So I started looking up all of the props that I needed. I, of course, had to go with the typical mime, stereotype French look for Odette. That wasn't hard at all. So I ordered all of the things that I needed from Amazon. I was thinking of a name. So originally I wanted it to be, I think, Claudine, Claudine or Claudette. I think that sounded more French, but I... 
I wasn't entirely convinced, so I was out on my one hour a day walk. I was living in the 5th arrondissement of Paris, so the 5th district of Paris, which is where the Quartier Latin is, the Jardin de Luxembourg, the Pantheon, and we also have this famous shoe pastry bakery called Odette. So um, I was walking by and I just look up and I see, you know, Odette. And it was at this moment that I had an epiphany. I just felt it in my soul. I don't know if you've ever had this type of moment, but I just knew it. You know, I saw it written in big white letters in this beautiful 18th century building. And I just knew that's my, that's my gal. That's my Frenchie, Odette. So I finally got this character in my mind and I call my mother my manager as I said she was always very much pushing for me to be on TikTok from the very beginning so she was very much on board and excited tell her about Odette that she would be this stereotypical French woman very grumpy and she was the one who told me that she would always have to have a cigarette in hand always that Odette would always have to be smoking and I for some reason I had never thought of this when it should be quite obvious you know maybe because I I've never really smoked and I hate cigarettes but nowadays when I think about it I can't get into character with Odette if I haven't got the cigarette in my hand so I've always got to have my my fingers lifted even if I don't actually have a cigarette you know it just it has to be in the position or at least a bottle of wine I can't just be her without that. Now let's go back to the moment when I told you that I have severe anxiety and imposter syndrome. I was so scared of damaging my image online you know this perfect classy woman that I had already come to be known as and it was mid-January and I had already thought of ideas for short little skits and in theory I was ready but I started having second thoughts. My anxiety begins to take over. My anxiety is creative, very creative. I'm sure it gets it from me. I mean we do have the same mind haven't we? So during those days when I was supposed to be filming these first skits, I began having super itchy skin, dry eyes, stomach issues, vomiting, diarrhea. I could not sleep. I was basically just on the toilet. I I could not eat. I could not do anything. I was so, so mortified by this whole idea. I thought I was making a huge mistake. <laughs> I thought that I would lose everything I had worked for, that doing such thing just being a goofy silly character and dressing up would absolutely tarnish my image and I'd be over my life my career would be over nobody would take me seriously yes and I know this sounds extremely dramatic but that's just how my chronically anxious brain works and I'm sure that if you've ever suffered from anxiety then you'll understand okay I was sick I was sweaty I didn't want to do it but still I pushed through it and I filmed the first few Odette's it on January the 20th 2021. That's Odette's birthday now. Funny how she was born in the darkest and coldest of months. I think she's an Aquarius which is just right for her. So I post the video and I go to sleep and it goes viral and by viral I mean it hit like 10k views which to me at the time was viral. You know it was so many people. People just start commenting how much they love this French character and asked me for more some friends even said to me girl this is brilliant you found your niche and I can't really 
describe how I was feeling at this time. I was both excited and mortified. Yes, I had succeeded, but then what was I to do with this character that I that I created? Was this seriously going to be my social media path? It sort of hit me that my role on social media was going to be completely different and that I had to sort of let go of what I had already created and dive into this new persona and just identity. I'm like Frankenstein, I created a monster. (laughs) So I carried on with Odette for the next few weeks and it was quite fun and I was getting quite comfortable. I was getting lots of support. And one thing is that I this was entirely 100% on TikTok. I never ever showed this side of me. Like people on Instagram had no idea that I was doing comedy skits and they had no idea that this French alter ego of mine existed. I always thought that people on Instagram would never understand and that they would be offended. I did, I did have, you know, my more serious friends. Well, on TikTok, it was a bit different since I started from scratch. I was nobody, so I formed this identity on that and people followed me because of that. But on Instagram, I already had, I had a completely different image on that and people followed me for a completely different reason. So I thought that all of a sudden, if I'm introducing this super goofy comedy, then they wouldn't like it. But I posted it and it turned out great. I mean, most of the people who follow me from pretty much day one are absolutely loving all of my characters. I will tell you more about my the rest of my characters, but Odette is sort of the main one, the one that sort of jump-started my TikTok career and my comedy career, which is crazy for me to say out loud. Now, let's talk about the rise of Rosa, Rosa Latina. <laughs> This was about March 2021 and bear in mind that my niche was completely French and all things France and I was using Odette for to, to show, you know, culture shocks like I mentioned previously. Yes, um, I, I grew comfortable doing humor, but I didn't think that I would be a character comedy page with alter egos like I am today. I thought that I would have Odette for the sake of being a French page a French all things French page but but that was it I mean I was not looking to expand I did not think that I would have multiple alter egos that was not I just didn't consider the possibility and then I just talked to my mum you know we, we were just brainstorming you know sometimes I discuss some of my ideas with her and she tells me you have to introduce a Hispanic character and I was petrified I was like no absolutely not that's crazy I could never do that so she kind of dropped it but not really you know she would mention it every now and then and she would say you know if people love Odette so much you know just imagine how much they could love this character and and she's gonna really rival Odette but I just refused I did not like the idea of it I did not think that I could position myself as a Hispanic, believable Hispanic woman, which is so ironic. Again, very, very much contradicting. Yes, I am Latin American. I'm from Ecuador, born and raised there. Most of my family is in Ecuador and Spanish is my native language. So why why am I resisting this so much? Again, going back and looking at the psychology of it, since that's apparently a thing I like to do, I never really fit in with Latin American culture. You know, I never really fit in with the dancing and the music that people like in Latin America and the way they like to dress and the way of thinking and the customs. I think I was always so much more European and English in that way. 
But still, you know, so many of my main traits are because I'm Latin American. The fact that I like to talk and I'm loud and I like to host and all of those different things are so Latin American. And of course, throughout my life, since I'm white and blonde, people never saw me as a real Latin American. I'm, I'm doing air quotes. So I don't know, maybe really deep, deeply in my subconscious, I thought that I wasn't worthy of playing a Latin American character and making it believable. That sounds ridiculous now that I'm saying it out loud. How, why did I think that? <laughs> And my mother eventually convinced me, and yes, I had to admit it was a good idea. She suggested the name Maria, since that's quite common in Latin America, but I just thought it was too stereotypical. So I, I kind of wanted something with that rolling R that would begin with an R. So she could go like Rosa, since that's a very particular thing of the Spanish language. So something like Ramona, Rafaela. So I finally decided on Rosa, you know, since it's short and sweet. But I, I was still not completely on board. At, at this point, I was not ready to be quite as goofy just yet. I thought that a Hispanic character, you know, a stereotypically Hispanic character like Sofia Vergara would be, uh, I don't know, still too goofy for me. And I think I also felt bad that I would be portraying the Latin American community this way. But if I'm honest... Rosa is inspired by my mum, who is pretty much exactly like Rosa or like Sofia Vergara. You know, in the way she looks, in the way she is, in the way she dances. You know, my mum is your typical, stereotypical Latin American woman. Even when Modern Family first came out, I cannot tell you how many people would say how much Gloria reminded them of my mum. So I never ever thought that I could I could do that. I thought I mean my mum would be perfect for that, but am I capable of, of putting on this persona? I didn't think I was. Okay, but it's a challenge. I love a challenge. I decided that I'm doing it. So I ordered this black long wig on Amazon and I get the costume. And then the day that I was supposed to film this first Rosa skit, I look in the mirror and I was mortified. Bear in mind, I am white. I am very, very pale. So I essentially looked like a ghost. I looked like Morticia Adams. I did not look like a sassy Hispanic at all. I looked scary. I looked like I just crawled from the gutter. Then I was like, no, I I'm too white. I'm going to put on bronzer on my face. And then when I do that, I go back, I look at myself in the mirror and I just look dirty. You know, like there was a bunch of dirt on my face and I just looked like I lived on the streets. I did not look sexy and feisty like I wanted to look. The look was just ghastly. I was absolutely discouraged and I call my mother. I tell her, no, Rosa is not going to work. No, 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 I'm not doing this. And for the rest of that day, I just had a tantrum. I was disappointed. But I think a few hours later, I came back to my senses. So I said, okay, okay, how can I make this work? What is this character missing? I think that the problem is not the character. It's the wig, it's the dress. We have to find another way. I grew willing to give Rosa a chance. So I thought the thing about us Latinas is that we love being well put together and we love having our hair and nails done. We like showing off our curves. We like to dance. We like being nice and well presented, even if we don't have any money. <laughs> Remember, Latin America is pretty much the capital of plastic surgery and it's absolutely incredibly common where I come from. So I go on Amazon and I said, okay, let's find her a nicely styled wig with some highlight. Let's find her a nice dress that sort of hugs my curves because I'm very curvy, you know, I'm Latina. 
And what if I managed to find, you know, a nice dress that had red roses on it because of her name, Rosa, and also she would be Ecuadorian like me, and our main export in Ecuador and what we're mostly known for are roses. So, you know, a nice little hidden message there. So all of the new props and costumes arrived, and then I put it all on, and I knew it. It was perfect, and it's the Rosa that we know and love today, and I'm absolutely happy with how it turned out, and I'm also glad that my mother in insisted and that I also gave Rosa a chance because now I am very happy portraying her and it's an honor and I'm so happy that I can do it so well and so believably. Oh, and I've still got the pictures of the original Rosa, you know, the ghost Rosa, the crawling gutter Rosa. And you can go on my TikTok and my Instagram. I'm going to post it on there. So it's at Tatiana Bellator. And I can pretty much guarantee that you'll get a good laugh. It's just, I still get a good laugh. I can't believe that was almost her. And well, with my other characters, so then it would be Olivia, Peach and Poppy and Camille. So I don't have as much of a story for those characters. So one day I just had the idea of doing a skit, sort of like a mother's group that Odette and Rosa would give their opinions in. So of course I needed other mothers. So I had the idea of having a posh one and another French one, you know, since I was living in Paris and my thing was still very much French stereotypes and culture shocks. So with Olivia, I just put on a bright pink jacket that I had that looked very posh and put together. And I also had this headband, which had beautiful crystals and pearls, which, you know, is it's perfect for that type of character. And it just happened like that, like, boom, it's not like Rosa and Odette that took days and weeks, you know, Olivia, I just basically had her costume in two minutes. And the same with Kemi. I thought, okay, let's do a bob since that's the stereotypical French haircut and let's do a polka dot dress. Okay, done, let's go. And these characters were just intended for that one skit, but then I kept having more ideas, you know, just out of the blue. And I said, okay, let's just do it. Oh, and from the beginning, I had also decided that I wanted Rosa to be a mum, and I also wanted her children to have a name with an R so we could do the rolling R sound. So her children are called Ramon y Rodrigo. And some of my most popular Rosa videos have been about Latina mothers and things that Latina mothers just typically and naturally do. Again, completely inspired by my own mother. At this point, I already have my squad of characters, you know, the Bellator squad, which is me, Tatiana, Rosa, Odette, Olivia and Camille. And for some reason, I don't know when exactly I thought of this, but I thought it would be amazing if Olivia had children and we would sort of introduce their posh ways and perspectives to the group who are obviously not posh, you know, they're the other members of the group. So I thought of the name Peach and Poppy I wanted something short both the same letters like Ramon y Rodrigo and I also wanted something that was a bit ridiculous you know sort of that's the stereotype that posh people give their children ridiculous names so yes each character has their own little story and evolution and I think they've changed so so much you know I look back and they're not the same people and I think that's normal with any sort of character and character development in any story today Odette is just so much more diabolic and She's, she's so much meaner. She wasn't like that at the beginning. She was a lot more calm. And yeah, that's just how... And it just completely feels natural for Odette to be like that. I can't imagine her being any other way. Yes, lots of ups and downs in my journey. But it was rather quick. I feel that a lot of people take much longer to sort of find their purpose. And I was extremely lucky to have done it so soon. 
You know, today I posted a TikTok where I'm talking about how much I identify with the character of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. It's an amazing show based in the 1960s. So it's about Midge Maisel and she's a very, very classy, well put together woman, very much the type of lady that you would expect in the 1960s. And then she finds out that she's good at comedy and she makes a career out of it. And what I love about the show is that it presents a funny, very clever, very witty lady who's also classy and feminine because I think that mostly with female comedians we associate them with being dykey and not fashionable which doesn't really make sense why does it have to be like that I think that the misconception is that pretty women are just pretty they're just meant to be there and be pretty and they're quite bland and I love how the show is completely debunking this myth and giving women a voice okay and I think I'll leave it at that for today thank you so much for making it to the end in relation to what I discussed today next week's episode will be all about the notion of perfectionism and people pleasing which are two things that go hand in hand and that were basically stopping me from being my authentic self. I now refer to myself as a perfectionist and people pleaser in recovery or a former perfectionist. Don't forget to follow my socials. On Instagram I have two accounts. My main one is Tatiana Bellator and my seg- my comedy one is Tatiana Bellator slash comedy. On TikTok and YouTube I am Tatiana Bellator. I love you all. Bye.